welcome to the Millennial Success Stories podcast, a space for millennial women entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, and those who dare to forge their own path. My name is Jackie Kossoff, and I'm a marketing strategist and success coach, multi-passionate entrepreneur, writer, traveler, and history lover. The mission of this podcast is to uplift, inspire, and empower young women to create a life that reflects their own version of success. I believe in sharing our experiences so we may learn from one another and grow together as a community. In season two, I invite you to dive deeper with us as we get to learn more about the nuances of success and our ever-evolving perspectives on what it means to be successful in business and in life. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey and grow your own marketing business, I encourage you to sign up for a success breakthrough call where we'll have the opportunity to connect personally. Now, without any further ado, for those of you ready to write your own success stories, let us begin. And always remember, success has no age requirement. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. I am so excited to share this episode with you today for several reasons. Uh, First being that my guest is Jenny Lacks, who is the founder of Digital Nomad Girls, If you have not heard of Digital Nomad Girls before, it is one of the premier brands for women who are essentially living the laptop lifestyle who are digital nomads. Um, She has a Facebook group, which she started about five years ago, um, which now has over 20,000 women in it. And she also has a uh, membership group, which I am honored to be a part of. And so we, um, you know, I've really gotten to know Jenny, you know, on a personal level through this membership group over the last uh, two years or so. And for me personally, it's just been so cool kind of getting to know the face behind a brand, you know, because I think that especially when we are in these Facebook groups where there are literally tens of thousands of people there, we sometimes think to ourselves, oh my gosh, like, you know, I wish I had that level of success, or I wish I had this, or I wish I had that, um, or their lives must be so amazing. And so it's just been really cool to like get to know the person behind this totally awesome brand. And um, needless to say, you know, I have actually been trying to get Jenny on the show for a little while now. And it wasn't that she didn't want to come on the show. It's that, you know, we live in two very different time zones. And so it was actually um, quite, uh, uh, quite a journey to find a time that worked with both of our calendars. So it was, um, it was kind of funny, but we did it, you know, with coordination between her team and mine, we were able to make it happen. And so that's another reason why I'm just so excited to share this episode with you. Because we were, you know, finally being able to record it we were both just like oh my gosh like I'm so happy we're here so um so yes so in this episode Jenny um talks about you know kind of the behind the scenes you know the things that people don't see um the things that people don't see when you have this Facebook group of like over 20,000 people and you have this super amazing brand that's you know recognition around the world for women everywhere and so I think that um it's just really cool to kind of see you know what is what's kind of going on underneath the surface and of course since um you know Jenny loves traveling being a digital nomad and I also love traveling 
We talked about travel stories, which um, I think is perfect for this time since we are not able to travel because we're able to, you know, kind of live vicariously through our memories and through the travel stories of others. So I hope that you enjoyed that aspect of our conversation as well. And uh, before we get into my conversation with Jenny, I just wanted to invite you as always to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if this episode resonated with you or if any of the previous episodes have resonated with you, truly every single review helps us get in front of more listeners who need to hear more of the inspiring stories of my guests and their journeys to their own versions of success. So now let's get into my conversation with Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited you're finally here. Um, so for those of you listening, I've been wanting to get Jenny on my show for um, for quite some time, and we've just, our schedules just didn't mesh up, and um, now, finally, we, we have a time where they do, so I'm so excited that you're here, and I would love for you to get us started by just telling us, you know, a little bit about you, about, you know, your journey, and how you got to where you are today, and all about your business. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that we made it. Um, it's been a little while, so I'm really happy to be here. Um, my name is Jenny Lax, and I am originally from Germany. That's why I have a bit of a funny accent, in case anybody's wondering where that's coming from. Um, I'm from Munich in Germany, and uh, but I haven't lived there for about 11, maybe longer years now. Um, I used to be a chemist. I was studying chemistry for nearly 10 years. I studied in Munich for my undergrad and then in London for my PhD which I finished in 2013. Um, but I then decided that I actually didn't want to stay in research and didn't want to stay in academia and left my whole science career behind after getting that PhD. And I was actually quite miserable during the last three years, which sounds crazy because it's, it was four years of my PhD. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was quite miserable. I realized it wasn't really what I wanted to do anymore, but I was absolutely terrified of changing at that point because I had invested so much time into this path already and you know, this kind of sunk costs um, idea that, uh, you know, it's too late now to change and what would I do? And I had absolutely no idea what else to do. I tried to get some help, but, you know, I thought, okay, I'll just stick it out and see what happens after that. But what I did know that I wanted to do was traveling because I had gone on my first trip during my, the first year of my PhD. I had saved up some of my money every month and I went off on a solo trip to Israel. I was actually going to go with a friend, but she kind of ditched me. <laughs> that sounds really harsh. Um, last minute, actually, she, she had happened to me before, so I know what you, I yeah. Know what you mean. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it, it felt like that. Like, oh, just kidding. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. And we planned it for like a year and I'd saved every month, you know, hamster my money away and she hadn't saved. And then she was like, oh yeah, actually I can't come. So at first I was really angry and annoyed and upset, but then I was like, okay, I'm just going to go by myself, whatever, you know? And that was my first solo trip that I ever took. And I, it was only 10 days. I, you know, it was a holiday, but it just kind of opened my eyes to what is out there and to a different way of traveling before that I'd only ever done like a week in Italy or things like that. So yeah, that was kind of when I realized, oh my God, I want to do this as well. And I met a lot of people who were traveling full time and I was like, what, that's a thing? How is this possible? And I just knew, I had no idea how, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I kind of just forced myself to finish this PhD and 
with with the single kind of goal in mind to go traveling afterwards and obviously it was three years so a lot of things happened in the meantime i i met my boyfriend he was also doing a phd and wasn't really that into it either so he ended up traveling with me we're still traveling together now and um I got involved with a lot of other things during my PhD that were really meaningful and exciting. A lot of it had to do with community. I got involved with Greenpeace as a volunteer and a lot of other things. So yeah, it, was, it wasn't the worst time and I enjoyed living in London, but that's how I ended up leaving my PhD. And then I went traveling. We went traveling. We had saved up money for about a year. We ran out after about eight months or so. But we kind of knew that was going to happen. So we'd already lined up our Australian working holiday visas in the meantime, <laughs> sneakily, um, to land there exactly as our money ran out. And I think we arrived with $500 between us. So straight away got jobs, you know, bar jobs and office jobs and lab jobs and whatnot. And, and worked for a year in Australia after backpacking for eight months through mainly um, South and Central America. So yeah, we were backpacking mainly South and Central America. At the time, we traveled overland all the way from Panama City to Mexico City and then traveled through the States as well, where we met. We'd met so many friends if, who were from the States who then invited us to, to come and visit them. So that's what we did and eventually ended up in Australia for a year where we did the working holiday visa very traditionally, you know, that was kind of the original idea of, well, if you want to travel, you have to work and travel to, to make, earn the money. Mm. Either you save up beforehand and then travel or you travel, work, travel, work. So that was kind of as far as I knew what was going on. And I had picked up on this term of the digital nomad before, but I didn't really get what it was, to be honest. It was all very confusing to me. And I thought that only travel bloggers were digital nomads, which to be honest at the time was kind of true. Um, <laughs> or maybe you had to be like a web developer and then you could do this as well. So I didn't really think this was something I could do. But when I was in Australia, I started listening to podcasts and reading blogs. And it's like, hmm, there's a whole bunch of people who are working online. Maybe this is something we could do because then we could travel more, you know? So it was always very much driven with this idea of traveling more. Um, and that's what we did. We, after our visa expired, we went, we flew straight to Thailand. Um, actually, that's not true. We backpacked for a month in, in Southeast <laughs> Asia and then went to Thailand and decided to become digital nomads and start working online. And that was five years ago now. And it's, it's, it, it worked. Let's put it that way. It might have not <laughs> been the most sensible approach to just fly to Thailand <laughs> and figure it out there, but it's what I did and it worked out. So lucky yeah no I love that and th like I it's been, like Jenny and I have known each other for um for a couple years now mm -hmm. and I didn't know some of that stuff so yeah like that's yeah. awesome like I didn't know that you spent like a year working in Australia like on a visa and things like that yeah. I, like, I, didn't know yeah. This. So, yeah no but that's that's so great so Jenny if you could tell us about um digital nomad girls mm -hmm. and how you got that started like what it kind of what your vision was in the beginning and sort of what it's turned into yeah, that's such a good question, the vision in the beginning. Well, let me explain first. So Digital Nomad <laughs> Girls is my community. It is also my business now. Um, when I first started, when I first had this idea to start something called Digital Nomad Girls, I didn't realize it would be a business, to be very, very honest. Um, I was just, like I said, we had arrived in Thailand. I was trying to figure out how to work online. 
I had set myself a challenge, kind of like an experiment. Like I'm like, hmm, I'm a scientist. Okay, I can turn this into an experiment. <laughs> Let's try every job I can find online and see if I like it, see if I can make money. So I kind of set myself that challenge and I started earning money online, which was great. But, um, and you know, at the time I was working from a co-working space and I was meeting people, but it was this weird thing happened that when you were backpack, when we were backpacking, when you travel, you know, you meet a whole bunch of women solo travelers that's super common you know and also in the blogging world that's just like a super popular niche but as digital nomads i didn't find that often i went to events like literally like on uh, offline events in person and i was the only girl there or maybe there would be like one or two more and in the co-working space i was often literally the only girl i'm like that's so weird where are they like surely you know they travel i know that surely women have businesses so where are they and I've had a few negative experiences as well in some online communities that were mixed. And I think a lot of the online business community can be quite like male dominated and loud and maybe a little bit overpowering for a lot of women who get, you know, the trolls are out in, in sadly <laughs> all over the internet. So that was a lot of my experience in the beginning that I just felt quite alone. And I decided I was going to start my own Facebook group. I absolutely love Facebook groups. I join them wherever I go for everything I want to learn. I just first joined a Facebook group. So that was my instinct. So I started one and I was like, hmm, digital nomad girls. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm going to call it. And I just invited the women who I met on the road who were working as well and said, hey, do you want to invite your friends? And they did. And then they invited their friends and it kind of just went from there. But I had I didn't realize that what I was doing was building a community. I thought I have a little Facebook group now and ultimately what happened is that it really grew and just kind of took on almost a life of its own and we are about to hit probably tomorrow um yeah 30,000 members so it's been five years I could have this is something I thank you it's very exciting um I've been very strict with who I allow into the group uh, very early on. That's kind of one of the things. Anyway, I'm, 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 I'm digressing. But um, yeah, so Digital Nomad Girls started off as a Facebook group, just a community for women who wanted to do the same thing as me. We wanted to work online. We wanted to travel the world. We needed to navigate this whole system. What about taxes? What about visas? What about where do you find clients? How do you, what kind of stuff should you even do online? Do you, what kind of experience do you need? All of these literally millions of little questions that we had. and that's how it grew. So some of us were already working online, some were just starting out. So we were helping each other. And very early on, I started running meetups in person, you know, just like little like evening drinks meetups in Chiang Mai. And they were really popular. And I started doing them once a week. And it was just super fun and really casual. And in the Facebook group, suddenly people like I shared a photo and they're like, Hey, I want to do that as well. But I'm in <laughs> Brazil or I'm in Australia. I'm like, well, do it. I'll help you here. Let's set up a little event and so on. And it just kind of went from there. And after doing that for a few months, people were like, oh yeah, well, these meetups are kind of fun, but maybe we should do like something longer, like go on a trip together. Or maybe you could organize a retreat for us. And I'm like, a retreat? I don't know how to do that. I'm a scientist. So I, I ended up doing it. I was like, okay, sure, let's do that then. And within the first year, within a year of starting DNG, I had launched my first retreat. And then, yeah, like within I think 13 months I've run the first retreat and that was the first time not the first time I had already an inkling like oh I think I'm building something here I think I'm creating something but I wasn't quite sure what mm -hmm. um but that was the first time when we were sitting in Spain at the end of a week of with 14 women from 10 different countries and it, we'd had an amazing time and I just thought oh maybe maybe this is it maybe I could turn this into my business and yeah, that's how it went. So in the meantime, I've launched a membership site, the DNG in a circle. That's how I know you as well. Yay. 
And um, I have a course now for beginners who have absolutely no idea where to start. It's called Stop Dreaming, Start Packing. And once this craziness is over, I hope to run a few more yeah. as well. <laughs> Yes, no, I've been like um, going on one of the retreats has been like on my like, you know, it's it's one of the things that's like on my vision board, you know what I mean? Mm, so it's like, you awesome. know, eventually like it will happen. Like, yeah, um, I would love to like meet you and some of the other DMGs in person. So yeah, um, they're absolutely lovely. Yeah. 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 So that's it. That's that's the story. <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean, oh, gosh, where to start? Okay. So <laughs> I think I'll just start, let me just get this, like the, the main question out of the way, just mm -hmm. so that we can kind of have this all on the table. What is your personal definition of success? That's such a good question. And I really wish I had, I always feel like I should prepare this. And then I think if I prepare it, then I just like try to sound, then it always sounds weird. So I don't. Scripted, yeah. So <laughs> it's, yeah. And I'm not very good at scripting stuff. So it's a really great question. I wish everybody would ask themselves that question regularly and I wish we were we were taught to ask ourselves this question what does success mean for us and obviously my definition of success has changed so much over the years you know if you'd asked me 10 15 years ago I would have told you a very different thing you know at the time it was more to get a science degree because that's what I'm doing now so yeah obviously right now my definition I think and this is another thing I was I did think a little bit about it before and I think the definition of success is something that probably adjusts for us and changes and evolves all the time so mm -hmm. it's quite exciting because that means that we always have something to strive for and something new to you know learn and and yeah try to achieve but for me personally success means right now having the freedom both financially but also you know, in terms of being able to be anywhere in the world that I want to kind of live the life that I want. And that means right now, that means for me to also be with my friends. It's something that I've learned over the last five years that, or, you know, I've been traveling nearly seven years now that it can get lonely and it is exciting to go to new places and experience new cultures and countries and food and all of these things, but it's actually only really meaningful if you share it with other people. So I'm lucky that I have my boyfriend to travel with, but to travel with your friends and to be able to visit your friends regularly, because that's what happens when you travel this long, your friends are all over the world. So for me, mm -hmm. living a successful life means being able to have this kind of freedom and share it with other people who have very similar values to, my, to me, I think, and just being able to spend quality time with them but that also means having the financial freedom to do that so this is still mm -hmm. something yeah. I'm working towards yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I know and I think that I think it's such an important point like having um you know having people in your life to share it with and you know creating communities whether that's mm -hmm. you know communities with friends communities with you know family I think that that's something that um sometimes can get lost when people think about success because yeah. you know they're they're more thinking about um you know the income or the material items that like you know show um show success rather than yeah. you know spending time with um with friends and family um so yeah okay so basically what successes have you experienced with um you know, over your journey with your business, um, in life or whatever, like what are some of the ones that really stand out to you the most that you consider successes? <laughs> My God, I didn't realize we're doing a full on coaching session here. I love it. <laughs> no, I really like this because this is something I always encourage everybody else to do and my members to do is like, 
think about all the things you've already achieved and be proud of yourself instead of just like, you know, going to the next thing and say, okay, this is ticked off. What's the next? So now you are kind of asking me to reflect on things that I have achieved and successes that I've achieved. So it's quite a nice um, way to reflect on that. I think despite all of the ups and downs I've had with this, I think achieving my PhD and getting my PhD is I'll always have to count that as one of my successes because otherwise it would be a bit ridiculous. It has, you know, I don't do anything with chemistry anymore. I'm not a scientist, but I've noticed when I first started working online that just having those three letters behind my name opens doors for you because it makes people trust you. So having that, I definitely see that as something that I was successful at and I'm glad that I finished it. Um, starting my own business is one of the best things I've ever done in my whole life. I, when I first started traveling, I just wanted to travel. I wanted to be one of those people who was going all these places. And I was literally obsessed with going traveling. So being able to actually fulfill that dream that I actually booked that ticket and just went, you know, did it. That was, that was always going to be something super special for me. But then I never expected to start a business. If you had asked me that seven years ago, I would have said, what business? Like, I'm not a business person. I'm a scientist. So that is definitely one of the best things I've ever done. And I think for the rest of my life, I want to run businesses, whether it's always going to be this one, I don't know, but it's something I definitely love. And um, still that first retreat was a huge success. I absolutely loved it. It was, it just showed me that I can do so, so many things that I didn't realize I could do launching my membership site as well, because it just, took that business online, you know, a digital nomad makes money online, a retreat is offline. So it was something that I had to do for myself to prove that I can do that as well. And that kind of the same values that I bring to the retreat, which is basically all around connecting people, learning from each other, building community that that can be done online as well. And when it worked, I was, you know, quite happy with that. Let's put it that way. But apart from that, um, yeah, it's a good question. You know, I think that's it for now. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that works. Those are some really awesome, awesome things. And so mm-hmm. I know one of the things that I've really wanted to, um, to, to pick your brain about has been just, you know, you help so many women who are in the beginning stages of their journeys, right? Like, so maybe they're still in the nine to five, maybe they've also been dreaming about, you know, traveling and working online and, you know, all these different things. What advice do you have for, um, for those women? We'll start there. I have a few more questions, but we'll, yeah, we'll start there. <laughs> I love that. You know what? It's it's so funny because if you'd asked me this a couple of five years ago, I would have said, oh, these are the steps you need to take to build a business, you know, but <laughs> what I've learned from just meeting literally thousands of women who either are living this life already, who really, really want to, and even those who are already as what we, what we call really successful, you know, people who we really look up to, once you kind of scratch the surface a little bit and get to know these people we're all kind of the same and we all struggle with the same stuff you know we mindset is something that always holds us back and I know this is kind of a woo-woo word but that just means you know all these inner demons that we have the inner critic all the things that we've been brainwashed into thinking of what life should look like suddenly you're doing something different and it's very difficult you know and it's difficult every day to kind of just remember that you're doing something different so I think what I would tell people two things. First of all, stop caring what other people think of you. You know, it's just, there's nothing that holds us more back than that. I think, um, even if you're not aware of that, because I often think, oh, I don't care what other people think. And once yeah. you start digging, you're like, oh, hang on, there like, no it way. is. Yeah. Actually, I do. No, I do. There <laughs> it is. And the second thing, and that's possibly the first thing, actually, is 
whatever you want to do that is a little bit scary or different or outside of your comfort zone, don't try to do it alone. Never ever try to do it alone. Try to get people in your corner who cheer you on and who want the same thing. I think it's so difficult to change anything about your life if the people in your life aren't you know, supportive of you. So if you're at home and everybody works a nine to five and just cares about buying the next car or whatever, and you actually want to start your own business and live in a tree house, whatever it is <laughs> that you want to do, you need to find other people who run businesses and live in tree houses, you know, and surround yourself with them because having to justify your dreams every single day before you can even get started working on them just makes everything so much harder. So find those people who support you and who want the same things and it makes it much easier. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's, I think that's so important because I know, you know, for me in the beginning, I really didn't know anybody who was, you know, who had their own business or who, you know, was working online or anything like that. Like everybody I met was online through Facebook groups and um, DNG was one of them. <laughs> um, and so, but, you know, it was just kind of like I, when I actually did meet people, you know, in person and um, well, and also online, you know, cause you can have amazing communities online. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just, it just really, I think helped me, um, you know, stay motivated and like continue building my business because, you know, you have people that show you like, yes, this is possible, but also like, you know, the things that you're thinking or, you know, the struggles that you're having, you're not crazy. Like, it's not like it's so much harder for you. Like, no, this is something that, um, that everybody goes through and, and it's normal. And like, you know, this means that you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because like, you know, everybody's, everybody's been going through this. Yeah. Um, I could not but, agree more with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that, you know, for me, when I think of, um, you know, when I think of you, when I think of D&G and in particular, the inner circle, um, you know, I think of kind of creating that, like, you know, um, more intimate community, like online and, you know, allowing people to have different activities and, and things that they can do and check in with each other. And so um, I, and just from like my like perspective and, you know, from being in the inner circle and like, you know, speaking with you and stuff like that. Um, I just wanted to know more about, you know, kind of how, how that came about, like the membership um, aspect of it, because I remember when you were like, you've talked about it a few times and just like how um, that was also something that you, you know, hadn't necessarily planned on. And then, you know, you, you launched. And so I want to know, you know, kind of like what, um, just what you were setting out to create <laughs> in the beginning and what you felt that you've, um, you've created now. And mm -hmm. so just, just to be clear for anyone listening, um, the DNG inner circle is Jenny's uh, paid membership program where it's a separate community, which I'm a part of. Um, and, um, and we have like different activities, uh, virtual, um, every, every month and things like that. And there's always things going on. So, um, how did that come about? Um, what was your original vision and what is it now? <laughs> mm. I love that question so much because it kind of reminds us that business is always changing and always, always evolving. And that's why it's often so tricky because whenever you think, oh, I've nailed it now, now I've got it. Then the next stage comes and you're like, oh, now yeah. it's hard again. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but that also means it's always exciting. And yeah, I, I kind of, what I created and what I have now is very different in a way. So 
yeah, the DNG Inner Circle is our paid community. And obviously I started my whole business kind of randomly through a Facebook group, which is a community, you know, and it started small and it was very intimate and, you know, people got to know each other quite closely and we jump on calls together and so on. But then it grows. Within a year, we had 5,000 members. Within two years, we had 15,000 members. Now we have 30,000 members. Now, I absolutely love Facebook groups and I think there is a place and a time for Facebook groups always. They're really important. Great tools for your business as well. Great tools for learning. But if you want to create real community and real intimate networks and connections between people, it is not the best tool. It is full of noise. It is a social media platform. There are distractions constantly and the algorithms don't really work for you. They work for Facebook, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've really wanted to create a space that I could form in, in a way that I wanted to, um, which would be off Facebook. But the idea behind the inner circle, why did I want to form these relationships? Why, why was that important to me? Is because to be honest, or it's one of those business stories where, well, I needed that. So I built it, you know, <laughs> like I wanted to meet people. So I ran a retreat so I could meet them. <laughs> and, and I was, to be honest, working online comes with a lot of challenges. Um, I'm not the most disciplined person. I'm not one of those who gets up at five o'clock and knows exactly what they're doing and is super motivated. I procrastinate. I get distracted, all of those things. But it happens when you're working online and you don't have a boss looking over your shoulder. So if you're by yourself, whether you're in a beach cafe or on your couch at home, it doesn't matter. It can be really, really difficult to stay productive and feel like you're achieving something. So what happens is, you know, whenever you're working, you feel like you're not doing enough. Then you feel like you should be exploring because you're procrastinating. Then when you're exploring, you should be working. So this is kind of a real struggle and, mm -hmm. and loneliness. I was lonely. You know, you work for yourself. You have that freedom, which is great. That's one of my core values is freedom, but my other core value is community. And here I was saying, I love nothing more than hanging out with people and working by myself for myself. <laughs> you know, I'm like, where's everybody else? So what you don't have when you work for yourself as colleagues, you don't have anyone to go over to their desk and say, Hey, can you have a look at this? And, you know, just like bounce some ideas around, or I'm not quite sure about this. I have this idea, but what do you think? And that's really, really important, especially when we're constantly, you know, battling with perfectionism and what are other people going to say? And should I really put this out there? And am I doing the right thing? You know, and we re really, really need that. So having that, obviously you can get that from a co-working space maybe, but if you're moving around all the time, or if you don't want to go to a co-working space in person, you need it virtually. You need these people who are always there for you, no matter where in the world you are or no matter where in the world they are. So having this virtual, real tight-knit community to do exactly that, you know, to meet up every day and say, okay, we're co-working for two hours. We're going to get this and this and this done. And then we, you know, we can be proud of ourselves. We can go away. We can do other things. We can, you know, enjoy our lives, but we know we're going to get our work done. And there are some other people on the other side of the screen who will hold us accountable, who will work with us to make it less boring and to have a chat with, you know, like a coffee break or whatever, whatever. But also, so this is kind of what it, I set it out to be. I had this idea of basically cre creating this online co-working space and I wanted it to have like other aspects like a book club and other fun events you know like happy hours and things like that networking events but also content and to be honest I'm, I'm going to be really honest about this because <laughs> I didn't originally want to have content because because creating content every month is a lot of work mm -hmm. for a membership side every yeah. single month you have to create it and I set out, like, I remember people giving me advice, Jenny, do not say, do not put content in monthly content. You do not need it. People come for the community. I'm like, 
okay, but I'll just add content as well. So for the first year, longer, more than for the first year and a half or so, I had guest experts coming in every month creating content for us you know on different I remember those days yes yeah. <laughs> and, the, and and some of it was really great but mm-hmm. it was so yeah. much work and it was really mm-hmm. not what I enjoyed doing I enjoy chatting with people all day long running sessions running events getting to know people cheering them on so you know that was one of the kind of evolutions of the inner circle is that we we still have content but not every month because the feedback that I got from people was not yeah more content it was like I'm overwhelmed stop with the content already <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. so here I was doing something that was really hard for me and I struggled with it and people didn't even want it so mm-hmm. that was one of that was probably one of the biggest changes but my original dream would be that we'd have co-working sessions every single day because I don't host all of them. Some of our members host them in their own time zones for each other. And that's what's happening now. So I'm really, really happy about that. You know, that this is, you know, every day there are two, three co-working sessions going on. They're scheduled and there are lots of spontaneous sessions as well. We have a thread where people just write, hey, I'm popping in the Zoom room. Anybody want to co-work for a while? So I'm so, so happy to see that happening. But also it's kind of turned into more like a, almost like a personal development space in a way because we do a lot of a lot of the events that we do it's funny because nobody has noticed or nobody has said anything but I've kind of sneakily turned it into that it's not about you know oh we need to learn more skills it's about Mm -hmm. we already know so much and we need to learn it from each other instead of paying for the next course going to the next guru looking for the next person you know it's always this thing that a lot of women do like i need another degree in order to do something it's like no you already know the stuff or we know it let's learn from each other and kind of cheer each other on through this process of running a business so that's kind of what it's become it's i kind of i'm looking for my next tagline it's i'm <laughs> calling it like a co-working and networking social club because that's kind of what it is. It has that professional aspect and we have so many members working with each other. I don't even know what's going on half of the time. Like, oh, yeah, I've had a call with Manisha last week and I'm working with Janet and all of this is happening behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely lovely. Um, but also their accountability buddies and some of them meet up in real life. Okay, not right now, but you know, it's, it's just absolutely wonderful. It's a real tight-knit community. And for me personally, as the person running it, it's lovely because it always evolves every month I can try something new and we're always trying new events and you know it's all event based so the value is really in showing up on zoom meeting these other people and learning with them and you know just also sometimes just having fun we have dngt times where we talk about different topics and right now we're running this visibility challenge and like 60 girls are already doing it it's so much fun like (laughs) what everybody's doing and sharing and learning and cheering each other on and we had a feedback session this morning you know where we give feedback on each other's projects it's just very lovely yeah 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 no I'm so glad that you mentioned the like personal development aspect because I've definitely felt like um like that's what I've gotten from you know from the group especially like the last um the last several months to a year um, I feel like, you know, it's really kind of shifted because I think, and you probably remember this, like when I first started in the inner circle, like I would pretty much just come to the goal setting sessions. Yeah. Like that was like my one thing every month yeah. I was there. Um, but now it's like, you know, there are, you know, I mean, there's different things going on and, you know, they're all really, you know, it's about, you know, connection, but also, you know, growing um, mm-hmm. personally, professionally. Um, and it's just been, um, 
like, I mean, for me, it's just been amazing. And I've loved seeing, I've loved seeing it evolve because I think that, you know, it's like we get, um, you know, you kind of get different things out of it in, in each iteration. And, um, and I think that it's also just, um, I think it's beautiful to see kind of like that evolution, like, you know, when you know, like what, what it started out as and then like you know all the different things that you kind of tried because you know I think that's another cool thing is like you know being in the inner circle like I get to see like the different things that you've tried and then what's you know what other people are responding to well and what people are are feeling are the most beneficial to them and I think that it just keeps it really real because you know for the members like we can see like okay like you know like um like, yes, this is, you know, she had a great idea or like, this was really good, you know, but like, maybe it just wasn't resonating with us as much. And so like, that's why we went to try this. And mm -hmm. so I think that that also personally, like I found like, you know, that helps me because I'm like, you know, if I choose something to do in my business, it doesn't really work out like all the best. Like, I'd be like, well, you know what, like that, this doesn't mean that I'm a failure. This just means that like, you know, this particular thing just wasn't working in my business right now. And that's fine. And so I can go on to the, the next thing and try to find something um you know that's working better for me and my clients and all that stuff so um from a member perspective i just really appreciate seeing kind of how everything's evolved and you know like what's um i mean i feel like everything is like every everything works but like you know like what works and like what doesn't or you know and you know things like that like yeah so it's just been i think it's been great to um just to learn, you know, learn from the other members and also like mm. learn from you and, and the inner circle itself. So yeah. I love that. I love that because I think that's part of it, right? Because what we often see in business is like the polished, perfect version that somebody has worked on for years and years. And then we see the end product and it's like, mm -hmm. oh my God, they're so perfect. I can't do that. Their website is already, you know, or they already have 5,000 members. But that's exactly what I don't like about it. That's what makes me feel bad. And I don't want other people to feel like that so I always share all of these thoughts that I have I'm like I don't know if this is working should we try this out and I try to really see almost everything that I do in the inner circle whenever I get like stuck or like start overthinking which I do all the time <laughs> I always come back to seeing stuff as an experiment you know whenever I have an idea for a new event I'm like oh but I don't know exactly how to run it I'm like of course not because I've never done it before how should I already know how to do it you know, there. So I come up with some ideas and then I share them and I say, Hey girls, this is going to be an experiment. Anybody up for it? And they always are. So this is the absolute beauty of it that we're just evolving together. You know, yes, we still do the monthly goal setting and that's fun, but we've also had inner critic workshops and fuck up nights and things like that. You know, <laughs> So it's just, it's just, it's, it's an, it's like a living, breathing thing. It's not like a finished product that you put on the shelf and then you try to sell it. It's like something that grows with us which is mm -hmm. nice yeah yeah also just more personal question um how many members are there right now just because i'm curious like i'm like i lose count all the time we have about 160 paying members at the moment okay. which um i would like to have more i'm going to be really mm -hmm. honest i launched i did it was a complete surprise i had absolutely <laughs> no idea what to expect i launched it i had 120 members but such is the nature of a membership site that people come and people go. People go. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many memberships have I joined over the, I literally canceled one today. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> you know, I join them and then maybe you're in it for a few months and people come, people leave. So this is something I have to work on is scaling now. You know, I've kind of figured it out. I'm really comfortable running it now. 
but the next stage is really scaling it. Yeah. But I also, having said that, um, this is something that I'm very aware of is I don't want to grow it forever. I do want to put a cap on it. I'm currently actually working with a brand strategist and we're trying to figure out where that cap should be. Um, because I do not, you know, what I said earlier about the Facebook group, things change when you have a lot, a a very large group. And I don't Mm -hmm. want that. I really want to keep that very personal touch, the face-to-face connection and really this kind of intimate network. So I do want to put a cap on it, whether that is 500 or a thousand members, I don't know, but around that number, I will want to restrict it because I think it will make it much more special than just Mm -hmm. trying to get as many people in as possible. That's not my goal at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, from a a member standpoint, I think it's been, you know, really nice to be able to make personal connections and and relationships with people and like know them. Like when we get on calls, you know, even if there's um, like, even if there's 30 people on this Zoom call or something like that, you know, knowing like five people, like, you know, and kind of on that more intimate level, because you've been on other events with them, um, you know, it's just really nice because, you know, it just, it makes you feel like, um, like you're not, alone like you know mm-hmm. and, and it's like you know so it's like once you've built um those connections in that community with other people um you know they're like there for you yeah, yeah exactly you know? <laughs> that was exactly what i wanted yeah. to build like, you know you when you go to physical co-working spaces and you move to a different town mm-hmm. well then everybody's well, even again you know when yeah so like you know i mean even and you know it's like you know i'm in la and so there's a ton mm-hmm. of co-working spaces and i actually tried out a number of them i did join one for a while um, but what I found was that, you know, a lot of them were either, it was just like too crazy. Like it was very mm-hmm. chaotic. There were just like all these people there. It was super loud. Like you couldn't mm-hmm. get, I couldn't focus like, um, and, or like, it was like the complete opposite, like super quiet, like nobody socializing, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, you know, and so I joined one that was kind of in the middle, but like, it was, um, people just weren't really into socializing with one another. Like they had events and so people would socialize at the events, but they would never socialize just every day. And for me, like, you know, after a few months, it just wasn't worth it anymore because I was like, well, you know, I'm coming here for social stuff. I could go to the events and just like, you know, pay for a one-off event. Like I don't mind doing that um, because that's essentially the only time I'm going to get, you know, social interaction. So, um, you know, the fee just, it wasn't, to me, it just yeah. didn't make sense, like the, you know, priority and stuff like that. And so I think that, you know, one of the really amazing things about, um, like, the inner circle is that you do, um, you know, balance that, like, you know, you you have co-working sessions going on, like, well, you know, especially and now mm-hmm. there have been, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, more co-working sessions now than there were, you know, in the beginning, and I can attest to that, and that's natural, totally, you know, normal and awesome, Um, and it's like, yeah, I go to co-working sessions every so often, but I'm also, you know, really there for, like, the the networking aspect and the connecting, and I go to a lot of the different events now, and, um, you know, I just think that it's, like, you've kind of, you know, created that space that has both, you know, for, for people who, you know, if someone wants only the social events, they can go to only the social events. And if someone wants only the co-working, they can go to only, um, but they can also have, um, have it all, um, and at all different times. And and this is kind of the funny thing, right? Because I'm, I, when I first launched it, I was like, oh, it's, I, when I first launched it, I knew that the co-working sessions were actually going to be kind of the heart and soul of the inner circle because that's where people originally mm-hmm. meet each other right we see each mm-hmm. other face to face in the breaks when we're not working we can chat we get to know each other 
but I still had this idea that I needed to have the content to sell this idea to other people because why would they want to join just for co-working? But that's what people do in physical <laughs> co-working spaces. And the thing is, I went to one in London a couple of months, like last year, at the end of last year. That place costs 600 pounds a month. Yeah. And yeah, some for, of them are really, for, yeah. For not even a fixed desk, for mm-hmm. like a floaty desk, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. That's, that's a lot of money to pay for the community and the network, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, most of us cannot afford to do that. So it's, it's what you said, like a lot of our members in the inner circle, some of them don't go to co-working at all. At never. They don't want to. They only come for <laughs> some we have, they come for the book club and for the feedback sessions and others come for the monthly goal setting and for the coffee roulettes. You know, it's just, for me, this is, this is another secret. Um, because I've had people say, oh, you know, but I actually want to join something that is more for networking. I'm like, this is all networking. Networking <laughs> just means making friends with people who also have businesses, you know, yeah. it's kind of, or even not have businesses. It's just, mm-hmm. so I kind of try to facilitate that in just a more fun way that people to get to know each other without the pressure of, oh, this is a networking event, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of sneakily what I've been doing in the background and <laughs> nobody has noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I totally get it. I mean, I just, like, you know, the women in the inner circle have, you know, helped me, um, you know, and I think, I've mentioned this a few times on my shows, like, you know, I'm working on a new business idea and, you know, I've been able to, you know, some of the women in the inner circle have literally like reached out and been like, if you need extra help with this, like, let me know. Um, I will give you more like feedback and, you know, and they've really helped me with like market research and stuff like that. And so, you know, and these are things where some of these women, like, yeah, some of these women, like I had, I've seen it at events and we've done, you know, a bunch of things together, but some of them just saw my post and, <laughs> like you know about how I had this new business idea and like you know and things like that and they were just like you know willing to to reach out and help and so um I think that you know it's really just a group where like yeah you can use it for social stuff but like you can network too it's kind of like your intention with the group like you know you could also network you know in in your real life let's say you join a meetup group or whatever and you like you know go like it's a book club or whatever like you could totally yeah. like you know like you can network with those people like you know it's not like um mutually exclusive so yeah that was awesome yeah. so I think you kind of touched on this, but I really just want to know, like, what does your next level of success look like? So this could be in business. This could be with, um, with the, the Facebook group, the inner circle. This could be in your everyday life. Like what does the next level of success look like for you? I love this question. This is so good. This is really good for me. I should like just write this all down. And um, the next sec- level of success, let's think about this in different aspects. So for my membership, that for me means right now, like I'm really happy with what we have kind of the Mm -hmm. content what is going on the connections and so on i would like to scale it i would like to invite more of our uh, the members in our free facebook group to join us in the paid community because i know that it will help them i know Mm -hmm. this from the feedback i get from my members (laughs) it's just for me now a yeah, maybe, maybe the next level of success, success means learning how to do marketing and, you know, getting more people. And it's, it sounds really um, harsh, but as a business owner, I have to do that because otherwise it's not going to be sustainable. Um, personally, one of the things that, you know, I've already touched upon this, you know, how we do a lot, a lot of the stuff we actually do is personal development and it's not just business and it's not just, okay, we want to travel and collect stamps and we want to make as much money as possible because I think as digital nomads, we're like a really special group of people because we've kind of broken out of this nine to five rat race and we, we've imagined a better life for ourselves. And for me personally, having done this for five years now, I kind of feel that the digital nomad movement is just part of something bigger 
-hmm. it's part of people who have had enough with the status quo mm -hmm. we want to see change in the world we know that experiences are more important than material stuff yes having money and being able to live comfortably and fulfill your dreams is very important and i'm never going to say that's something we shouldn't strive for but being part of a community to actually create the life that we want and what that will look like in the next stage of a digital nomad you know i'm a digital nomad who actually travels like i don't have a home base most of my members have home bases you know so that's mm -hmm. already something i think right now especially is showing us how important remote work is going to be in the future of the world Yes. especially for women, you know, especially for women who have already so many more things we usually have to juggle if you have a family and so on. I think it's an incredibly powerful tool and I really am excited to see kind of the next stages. For me personally, that means I want to, I want a home. I don't yet know exactly what that's going to look like, if that's going to be a home base. Right now I'm obsessed with the, I've always been, or for a long time, been obsessed with the idea of a tiny house and my <laughs> big, my Let's put it this way. Right now, the biggest idea of success that I can imagine in the future is to build a tiny house village for digital nomads or kind of semi-retired digital nomads. You yeah. know? <laughs> to have this community of people who can come with their vans or with their tiny houses, with their caravans. Mm -hmm. We can stay there for a few months, then we can go travel again, but then we can come back home. Mm -hmm. And it's like this idea of community offline, but still have the mobility, still have the freedom and still have your own little space and not, you know, it's not a commune. It's still going to be, you know, your own independent life. That is my biggest level of, su of success. So the next stage would be to get my own little tiny house in one way or another and then mm -hmm. see what I can do with that. So that's something that I'm currently kind of excited about. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds super exciting. I love, I love that. Um, I'm excited to see, to see where it goes and yeah. I hope that I will be able to visit the, the tiny house village, <laughs> you know, in the future. Um, I hope so. <laughs> okay. So let's see, I really, I would love for you to kind of maybe tell us about an experience, um, preferably like while traveling. Cause it's just like, Talking about traveling is so much fun. Um, that like really helped you, I guess, um, in some way, shape, or form. Like something that other women can can take from. I feel like I'm watching this question. <laughs> so, what lessons did you learn from like one experience, maybe while traveling, that have really helped you in life or business? That's that's a good way to put it. That's such a good question. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I wish I had prepared something. Um, uh, you know, there were probably dozens. One of the earliest ones, to be honest, was one of the most kind of eye-opening. And that was when we had first, first started traveling, we flew directly to Peru um, because one of my big dreams was to hike the Inca Trail. That was like, okay, we're going to do that first thing because something is going to derail this. That's going to happen. <laughs> so we arrived in Peru. Within, within a week of arriving, we, had, we were starting the Inca Trail, right? So it's a, it's a five-day hike. It ends in Machu Picchu. It's at quite high, quite high altitude, higher than I've ever been before. Um, I'd never hiked that long or at all before, like maybe like a little day hike. I've never <laughs> done anything like this. I'd only camped one time before that, and that was at a festival. <laughs> like this is kind of the level of experience that we're talking about here. And I, I kid you not, we arrive in Peru, we land at the air, we land, we take a a cab or a minibus or whatever to the hostel and I get out of the car and I twist my ankle literally first thing first thing first day first thing that happened okay ankle is sprained um and then within five days we'd we'd had a blast we were in this little desert town don't ask me why but for some reason I ate this chicken soup long story 
got massive food poisoning really bad and we didn't really even realize at the beginning what it was we were just both sick and turns out like my boyfriend also had it um really really bad cramps it was just absolutely i'm not going to go into detail because it was horrendous (laughs) but it we ended up going to the hospital in the morning of the day that we started hiking the inca trail we literally got antibiotics shots into our stomachs. Oh the shots that we wouldn't throw up because we were feeling so nauseous. A whole bunch of, like a whole bag full of pills. <laughs> Tested by insur- travel insurance first week. That was great. Worked out well. But so, so off we went. I had a sprained ankle. Literally, I had an ankle brace on and <laughs> massive food poisoning. And off we went hiking. And it turns out later that my boyfriend actually had altitude sickness. That's why he was so sick. On top of the food poisoning. Yeah. But we just went anyway. We're like, we have paid for this. We have planned this for years. I'm not canceling this. And we just just did. So here we were hiking. And I remember the second day is like really high up. You hike like up for three hours and then you hike down for five hours. Or the other way around. I can't remember. But I was literally (laughs) crying my way down that mountain. I was just crying because it was so hard. My ankle hurt. I don't like hiking downhill. My knees are quite weak. But you just... You just keep going. There is literally no alternative. There is absolutely no way to stop this. And we hiked for five days. It was incredible. It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen, I think. The scenery. We had a wonderful group. We went with a really lovely tour company that was very sustainable and eco-friendly and ethical and very lovely tour guide. So the whole experience was amazing, but it was hard. It was really hard, you know. And like there aren't really toilets along the way. It's all like just a hole in the floor. And if you have food poisoning, this is all just a little bit a lot. But we made it to Machu Picchu. The morning we were we were supposed to hike, you wake up at like 3 a.m. and then hike to Machu Picchu to see the sunrise. It was pouring with the rain. <laughs> we arrived, clouds had covered Machu Picchu. You couldn't even see it. The whole thing was just gone. We're like, where is it? It's like I was down there. So that was our first experience. And still it was just because we had hiked there, you know, if we'd arrived on a bus and it was just rainy, we would have been so annoyed. But because we hiked way, it was still, that was a success. It's worth it, yeah. That was worth it. It was just a, such an accomplishment. And we were so glad that we didn't cancel it and that we didn't, you know, change any plans and just did it. And I think it's just such a good metaphor for business because, you know, <laughs> it's always hard. And whenever you think mm-hmm. it shouldn't be hard, then it's hard again. And But it's yeah. always worth it. It's just so, so worth it to just keep going and it kind of this is something that I've learned like this kind of metaphor of you know enjoy the journey and not just the 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 destination that's kind of business as well because if you just want (laughs) to enjoy the destination being in business is not a good idea for you because it's it's a lot of up and down yeah yeah no no like I feel like I learned so much from um like like from the journey and like I've learned so much about that statement like you know it's not the journey it's not the destination it's the journey mm-hmm. um like over the course of my own you know journey yeah <laughs> you know like it's just like oh man because I think it's it's always changing and it's always evolving and you know as 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 entrepreneurs we're always kind of learning mm-hmm. um you know what does next look like and yeah. what is next you know and it's it's just it's so um it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like this never ending cycle and you just kind of have to like fall in love with it. So, um, yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) Never ending cycle, but it's always just so rewarding because, you know, you'll, you'll never get bored running your own business because there's always something new and then you change something and then it's all different again. And then you start a new business and then like, you know, and and it's like, then you have a whole new thing. Yeah. So it's just, oh God. 
so great and thank you oh my gosh thank you so much for sharing the like travel experiences I just wanted to like talk about like my own like similar travel experiences like I've never I was never I didn't hike but I was on I mean I I do hike but I didn't do like a mega like five day like you know like hike or like you know backpacking anything like that but when I was in college I did go with an art like outdoor club I was part of the outdoor club a lot of people find that really funny because they're like oh you're such a city girl like you know like what are you doing yeah and so but we had this one trip where it was like most of the group was going backpacking, but there were like five of us, myself included, who like were not feeling <laughs> like, um, you know, going backpacking and just like living out, um, like sleeping out in the stars, like, you know, that whole thing. Um, I feel like I will do that eventually, but I haven't like actually like open air, like I've always been in a tent. Um, but so anyway, so we were in the cabin and um, there were, you know, the rest of the group was like out hiking and backpacking and we would do day hikes. So we would go and like, you know, there were trails we were in um, like the Eastern part of North Carolina. And um, so like lots of mountains, lots of trees and all that stuff. And so, um, but two of the girls who were on the backpacking trip, like they had to end the trip like short like they had to like cut we had to like pick them up and so I was one of the drivers and I just remember like we it was really difficult because like they didn't have like cell service or like they only had service like in certain parts of the mountain and so we were trying to like coordinate where exactly they were and we were literally looking for them for like hours and like by the time we finally found them they were just like 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 it was just it was so it was oh my god it was yeah they was just like we took them back to the cabin they just like laid on the couch for like hours like we literally had to go over like bring them their food like it was like we were like nursing them back to health like they just um you know just for you know whatever reason it was just yeah the the hike of the the trails or whatever was just it was just too much for them so yeah Um, I think it's this is kind of the example like this is the thing that you often don't get in real life so much it's like or normal life in real life yes and like in in everyday nine to five life that doesn't happen so often that you have a situation where you're just like I don't want to do this anymore I don't want to be here how do I get out and the only way out is to finish the hike or the only way out is to Mm -hmm. you know do whatever it is you're doing it's it's really annoying but it kind of I guess it it helps you grow it's just, yeah, no, it does. And I think it just really reminds me of something that um, I heard from um, one of my mentors last year that's really stuck with me. Um, And it's um, the only way out is through, you know? And I think that that's like, I have to keep reminding myself of that all the time because, you know, in business, there's so many times where I get to a place where I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I don't want this. Like, I just like, I want to like escape or whatever. And, um, and I'll have to like bring myself back and be like, no, like the only way out is through, like, you shouldn't be trying to run away or escape or like, you know, like get out of a situation. Like you need to get through this. So, and then on the on the other side, like, you'll be stronger for it. You'll, like, learn so much more. And, like, the situation, like, will resolve itself. Like, you know, it's never, there's never yeah. been, you know, unresolved issues like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so... Jenny, thank you so much <laughs> for coming on the show. I want to give you the chance to let people know where they can find you. So, like, um, yeah, all the social media, all the, um, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, my website is digitalnomadgirls.com. You can find me there. And um, 
our Facebook group would be a great place to join if you haven't yet. Um, you can find it as just like type in Digital Nomad Girls Community. There we are. And um, yeah, if you're interested in the inner circle, that's just also on our web, uh, website, digitalnomadgirls.com and then forward slash circle. You can find that there. And I'm on Instagram at Digital Nomad Girls. Um, Pinterest, I'm actually not very active on Pinterest at all. Don't look for me there. Instagram is okay. But yeah, I think Facebook is my most active place apart from the inner circle. Awesome. Yeah. And those will all be in the show notes. And Jenny, just oh, thank you so much. And I will see you soon. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun chatting. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. I would love to invite you to join our growing community of fellow millennial women entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs inside our free Facebook group, the Millennial Success Society. I also love connecting with fellow women entrepreneurs on Instagram. Find me at JackieCossop underscore LA. Feel free to send me a DM with any suggestions for future episodes or questions you'd like answered on the show. For all the latest show updates, exclusive resources for our listeners, or to apply to become a guest on the show, please visit the Millennial Success Stories podcast page on my website at www.jackiecossop.com slash podcast. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.